Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of Honest Report. What are you shaking? Are you nervous? I am nervous. I'm okay. always nervous. <laughs> welcome to another episode of Honest to Pod with me, the gracious and beautiful Ashley McAllister. Did you say the greasy and well baked? <laughs> That's what I feel like. I know. And, and just simple map. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, the humble. wonderful, humble, beautiful. Um I did get a lot of compliments on Saturday oh my skin, God. obviously, and um, I really appreciated it. It's really, it's really nice to know that people could notice the difference, mm. even though I've changed up, you know, I've added a little bit to my routine, upgraded a little bit. Mm. Um, so, yeah. And our third host, <laughs> my spot. Uh, it's not a spot. It's like a little mound. <laughs> you make it sound so cute. Yeah. Just a little, just, it's just a little mind, isn't it? Yeah. Just this most horrendous lump. And what it is, it's like it's like you can't see it guys, but it's on my face. Sort of between my nostril and my eyeball. But the pain goes up below my eye. It's painful. Oh my god, it's so sore. If I touch anything around there, it's so sore. Oh my god. I mean I don't wanna I blame the masks. <laughs> well, I don't wear ones. <laughs> no, <joking. laughs> we did in that taxi. Why are you saying that on there? Um, <laughs> no, we didn't. It's true. I mean, I don't remember anything. I lost my mask. But I tipped the guy. Why? I because I felt sorry for him that I got into the taxi and told him to go to a whole different address than what I booked. You, because you jumped in the taxi. I'm sure you asked me. I didn't. I didn't say jump in my taxi I was too drunk to function I was pretty drunk yeah um this is episode 88 this is episode 88 <laughs> <laughs> anyway uh, we were talking about Saturday night where we had a most wonderful barbecue at a friend's house for another friend's birthday. And we had a lot of alcohol. Loads. Tons and tons. Shitloads. Um actually yeah. It was a good night. But we got a taxi home and I tipped him because I didn't think it was that expensive. I in my head when I woke up I said, I can't believe I spent forty quid on a taxi. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. It was only oh. like nineteen, that's what I'm saying. Oh, okay. In my head I was expecting it to be a lot more. <laughs> so then I sent him a little tip afterwards because he literally had to wake me up when he got home and says, excuse me, sir, I think we're at your house. And I'm like, oh, yeah. The drool hanging off my mouth. And That's one of my favourite things about taxis, though. It's just because you can fall asleep. Because, you know, like, I don't know what it was like in Leeds, maybe, but in London, falling asleep on a night bus is one of the worst experiences in the world. I've done it in London loads of times. It's disgusting. Yeah. Like, it's so vile. It's so bad. And, like, yeah. There was one, like, trip where me and my... So me and my twin brother used to go out a lot. And for some reason, he assumed that I was the one that needed to stay awake. Um, and that was like the role that we'd taken. And then one time I fell asleep uh -oh. a lot. So we got the bus into, we were in central London. Then we got a night bus. Sorry, that was me taking a drink. That was, everyone can tell. Um, then we got the night bus. It was like half past midnight. So it wasn't a night bus, it was a normal bus. Yeah. Right. Um, and then we woke up about half an hour away from our house, north of London. So like, fuck's sake. But it wasn't that late. It was like one thirty in the morning. So we got another night bus. Woke up in Trafalgar Square, no. right in the middle of London. Yeah, yeah, right in the middle of London, way past where we live. So we're like, this is ridiculous. 
So then we've got another night bus. <laughs> There's this area in like really North London called High Barnet. Yeah. And it's on the end of the Northern Line. It is absolutely miles away. If you've like in London, we have zones that go from one to like six and then A to C. Mm. This is zone six. Mm. The bus went. It was about an hour and 15 minutes away from our house. How did you get home on the night bus? We couldn't. So the way that the road was working, where the bus terminated, it didn't. You, you think like a, on a road with a bus, if you just cross the roads in the opposite direction, you should just find a bus stop, right? Yeah, 100%. We could not find the other bus stop. It was ridiculous. We were walking around for about half an hour. And the reason why we were doing this was we were young and poor. It was like, we were like 21 yeah. or something. And, you know, Uber and that wasn't really a thing then. Yeah. And we were walking around and he was screaming at me in the street, just being like, you're a fucking idiot. I can't believe you let us fucking do this. And I was like, hold on. This is both of us, not just me. Yeah. Thank you very much. Take ownership, please. Exactly. Um, but he was just screaming at me in the street at like four o'clock in the morning. We ended up getting a taxi that was like 30 pounds. Um, we paid half of it. I have no idea, I can't remember, probably. Yeah. But yeah, we ended up getting a taxi. So we left this party or bar over at like 12.30 and got home after four o'clock in the morning after getting like four buses and a cab for a 25-minute journey. Yeah, I mean, that's horrible. It was honestly, actually, to be fair, <laughs> it wasn't that bad because we slept a lot. <laughs> so I woke up the next day and I was actually like, oh, I feel fine. Yeah. I feel okay. Silver lining. We slept on every single bus for the whole entire journey. I woke up feeling so good on Sunday, thinking, oh, it's because I had that, like, so much sleep. And then I decided to go for a walk and a cycle. And As in just the other day? Yeah, last night, yesterday. Oh, my God. I know. And then halfway through the cycle, I was like, this is the worst idea I've ever had in my life. Then I go back home, we have barbecue, entertain some guests, where the topic of the conversation was buying houses and dogs, because that's all the couples talk about. So when are you buying your second house? <laughs> I can't because I'm not in a relationship. Oh, I think it's, oh. Like, it's the only thing you have to talk about when you're in a relationship, apparently. I mean, I'm in a relationship now. And when are you buying your house? Maybe next year. Next yeah. year, February. Yeah, I'm just going to win the lottery. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, There was something about house prices going up. We can talk about houses and dogs now if you want to. Oh. But um, no. We'll talk about my relationship because I need some advice today. Well... Agony Ash is in the building. I need it, bitch. I need it. Um, but no, we're not talking about houses and dogs. No. I mean, to be fair, we were. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we, we do all the time. But, um, I mean, yeah. you're in a relationship. I'm in a relationship with myself. So, And your little friend on your face. You want to call him Spud? Spud. Mm. Oh, Spud's not a good name. For a spot. Well, it's not really a spot. It's a mound. Like a potato mound. I think Mauricio. Mauricio. <laughs> Mauricio would be good. Um, a little flair to the name. Lumptisha. Lumptisha. You've got a beautiful name. Because it is beautiful. Look. It's Lump- lovely. Lumptishella. Were we talking about making up names? Uh, I think at the party the other night you talked about your daughter's name. Alakfaquisha. Alashavante. Alashavante. Yeah. Where was that? That was somewhere. I can't remember. Where it was. Yeah, we've talked. We've talked about it in the podcast before. End of story. <laughs> <laughs> Go back and listen to that episode. I think it's literally called Baby Names. I actually think it's towards the end of season one. <laughs> My brain is like an encyclopedia. Yeah, you got it all. All right. Um, but I've seen you anyway. But how's your week, babe? <laughs> I've seen you loads this week. I know. 
my week uh, my week was fine. Yeah, I don't know. I'm literally cruising on about three hours sleep every night these days. Because of the heat. The heat, I, I'm allergic to it. It's actually been... So I normally like the heat. I'm not too bad. I would say like today, yeah. which is Monday, <clears throat> and then last week, Friday, were ridiculously hot for me. Like I had to go in the shade. It was unbearable. Yeah. Unbearable. Like mm. 35 degrees is just... With no water to go in, no yeah. breeze. That's it. It's disgusting. It is. You walk out of our office and they're like, people are like, why do you go to the office? Why don't work from home? I'm like, the office has aircon. Why would I work in a sweaty house? Yeah, it's funny that you came like where we were the other day in a jumper. <laughs> Did I wear a jumper? On Thursday. Wednesday. Flight club. I was cold. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which is crazy and it's still really warm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's disgusting. We did flight club this week as well. I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. did. Um, things started to open again, which is grand. Yeah. It's really good. But apart from that, a week's been average. Work is busy. Cruising on very little sleep. Lots of Animal Crossing. Um, what about your week? It's, do you know what? <clears throat> I'm glad I don't have a job to work at the moment. I'm so fucking busy. It's really, really, really... I think this week's starting to get me down a bit. Mm. And it's my own fault, obviously, for the most part, because you just, like, add in things, isn't it? And then it, But it keeps... It, it's, like, bit by bit, like, adding up into, like, doing stuff. And I think next week could be quieter, but it's just been really, really busy. Yeah. I did a performance in a cemetery, West Norwood Cemetery, on Sunday, and I'm doing it tomorrow as well. And it's, it's like, this poem. Oh. Yeah. It's cool. Um, I started studying this week. Oh. So I've... Um, Paid for like a professional development course, which is like, um, it's called a CIPD like qualification, which is for HR and learning and development and training mm-hmm. and stuff. And I'm really, really nervous because I haven't studied since I dropped out of uni when I was 20. It's something nice about studying. Well, I've been doing it today and it is stressing me out because tomorrow I need to send that like, a plan to so you get this this course I quite like so I've got like a personal tutor with the qualificate like the body that I'm doing it with so um I'll send in my work and then you know he'll help keep me accountable and stuff but I need to send a plan of what I want to do for like the essay so everything all the assignments are like essays and they need to write 3,900 words for each one and I struggled with coursework in school anyway um, I was always better at like exams and like maths and things like that. But like, you know, like English lit courseworks and stuff. Yeah. It's really shit. Um, just because I never cared for it. That's strange. I used to be shit at exams, but coursework was my baby. Why do you think that is? I don't know. But, but I, I, used, I used very, very easily nervous. So in exam conditions, I get so nervous that I almost have anxiety attacks. Oh, I don't really suffer from nerves yeah. in, in most things. It normally just shows up in loads of shits and farts. But like not really like inside of me. But then when it comes to so one thing I'm starting to realise now as a thirty two year old, um, which I'm not embarrassed by, but sometimes I do get a little bit like insecure about, I guess, is like the need for like research for things. What do you mean? So for me to study, I need to read books, look at articles, and then use what I gather from information outside and put that into the essay that I'm doing. Why do you have to be embarrassed with that? Well, the kind of work I've always been doing and stuff has always been like, you know, like in hospitality in particular, it's all about just doing stuff and then you see the outcome and you're kind of working and doing at the same time. It doesn't take a whole, I never, I've never really, and same with exams. So like, I never really revised too much Mm. growing up to be fair. Um, But with like maths exams and stuff, it was kind of just, 
although it wasn't really research, you were just repeating the same thing. You were doing mock after mock after mock exam. Yeah. Right? So you're just practicing, practicing numbers. So it's still like functional as opposed to sitting there and really looking down at like, okay, reading this book, annotating it and that sort of stuff. Mm. So yeah, it's just a bit different. Um, I'm, I am really excited. So nervous. So, so nervous. Um, about doing it because I haven't for such a long time. You'll be grand. But yeah, I'm really excited to be learning something because, you know, like with work, has always been like quite a struggle with me about getting yeah. any sort of development. Yeah. Well, it's good that like you're using this downtime as a way to improve yourself. Like if I was off work and my brother, my brother, he didn't have a job throughout lockdown. What me? I just burped. That was grim. <laughs> that, that wasn't me. That was my little spot. I'm a little mound. Um, my no, brother during yeah. my brother during lockdown, he didn't have a job, and I said, "Why don't you like do an online course? Like you moan about what jobs are available to you, but if you spent some time and invested in yourself, made your CV stronger, it would open up more doors." He didn't open up more doors. More doors. <laughs> I'm going to the cinema tomorrow to watch Lord of the Rings. <laughs> yeah. Why is that so funny? Mordor. <laughs> Did you put alcohol in this juice? It's a Monday night. I just took it myself. <laughs> Whenever you're ready, Matt. Are you ready? I'm ready. Are you sure? I am. I'm sweating. It's hot in here, isn't it? Yeah, it is hot. Just like, I mean, should I try with the door open? I was right about the outside noise. I mean, fuck it. Let's put, let's put the door open. It's too hot in here. It is boiling. Anyway, you carry on. Okay, well, today Matt is wearing a horrible shade of yellow. What? And it's, um, Are you joking? I mean, yellow isn't my favourite colour. In fact, I would say yellow is my least favourite colour. Colour to wear or just colour in general? In general. Oh, I really like yellow. I think it's disgusting. Well, I really like yellow, but... And I always notice this... I forget with all my conversations what I say in my podcast and stuff. Yeah. But, like, there's a show on RuPaul's Drag Race um, that Michelle Passage does afterwards called What You're Packing, and it's on YouTube. Okay. And and it happens on, like, fashion shows a lot as well, but in particular here, whenever there's a person of colour, mm. she'll always be like, oh, that dress will look great with your skin colour. But it never happens to a white person. And I was like, what is that? Because there will be some colours now that work with white people's skin colour. Like... I imagine, but because it's someone of colour, and then I've got like yellow, because yellow. This would, be, if I was on Watch Your Packing, she'd be like, that vest will go great with your skin tone, and I'm like, okay, yeah, maybe. I mean, what colour goes? I mean, blue goes well with me, because it makes my eyes pop. Yep, it does. It definitely does. Um, but that's what I'm saying. It yeah. goes great with your skin eyes, eye colour. Yeah, it makes your eye pop. Yeah. But maybe that's the white version of it, actually, because I've realised, because I've only just got, like, brown eyes, and brown eyes don't pop. No. I guess. So maybe that's the white equivalent. What were we talking about? Mordor. (laughs) (laughs) Your brother. Oh, well, my brother's... Yeah, he's he's not got a job. (coughs) Um, But you were congratulating me for saying that it's really good that I'm staying active. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, well done. Tell well, me. Claps for Matt. Well, that's what the tutor actually said, because he was like, so he asks you, like, why do you want to do the course? Mm. 
And I was like, well, the reason I want to do it is I want to continue to learn and grow. And because I'm in a situation now, which I mentioned about being made redundant, I want to feel like I'm still moving forward mm. with, you know, because fingers crossed, but you know, it doesn't happen, but maybe it will where um, I might be out of work beyond my notice period. Yeah. And so I just want to feel like I'm doing something to help progress without being stagnant. Um, and I want to do it. And then he was saying that there are a lot of people that feel they need to do it through their work and don't seem to want to actually do the course. And that makes it more difficult for people, oh. for him, and because he can't motivate them if they don't want to do it. Yeah. Yeah, I can imagine. Mm. Oh, good for you. Cheers. Um, I'm very proud of you. The really hard thing, though, is going to be like saying no to things because I need to study because that's going to have to happen at some point. It's just easy. Just say no. I want it's because I want to go and do something. Yeah, but you also want to pass this course. All right, I don't need this kind of well, judgment. It's happened now. I'm never studying again. <laughs> but I've got my little online book, got my little laptop, I got my little that. notebook. Love is love. Oh, got my pen. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my little mats all growing up and studying. Ah! I'm so proud. No, we good. I'm oh. excited. Good, 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 good. I joined a gym this week. And you went how many times? Well, I've not been able to go. And it's too hot. Well, You no. woke up too late? No. You had a meal? No. So I've signed up. And you're supposed to book in to the system. But I personally think they entered my email address wrong on the system. Cause I initially didn't get the confirmation email to say I signed up. I had the guy's email, the sales guru, emailed him saying, hey. Is that what they titled themselves? That is his name, his title, yeah. Hmm. Sales guru. <clears throat> um, emailed him and said, hey, can you just check my email address? Because I never got the initial email. It wasn't in my trash. It wasn't this. And he goes, okay, I've copied and pasted it here for you, the email. I'm like, no, but that, that, isn't... that doesn't solve the problem because, and it is, like I go on and I can't log in. It doesn't validate. It's, it's weird because let me create an account but then keeps telling me to go get a membership. I'm like, but I don't have to get a membership. And then it says, why don't match your membership with something? And then I try and I have my my account number. And then it says, it just it doesn't do anything. It just keeps loading and it crashes. I'm just... You pay a lot for this gym, you know. <sighs> I can't believe that. This is it. And you can't book in because you have to... Well, you need to go in there, though. Well, I, I call, first of all, I called them and they said, oh, we'll get the guy to sort it out. Then I emailed them and he emailed me back and I emailed them back saying, this still isn't working. No response. And I emailed head office. No response. I'm like, you're lucky this is a free month because I'm pissed. Well, still, though, even if it wasn't a free month because <clears throat> they want you to carry on. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Guru my ass, okay? Mm. But it's the same old, like, you know, sales tactic. We've got them signed up now. We don't need my effort anymore. Let me move on to somebody else. But, so I will go to the gym. I went to the gym. I went with my housemate on Sunday, Saturday, to check out the gym before we went to the party. It's such an amazing gym. As in, how fit the guys? <laughs> <laughs> it is like being in a club. Ugh. Some are so good. Do you know what I noticed about gyms? The more you pay for the gym, yeah. the hotter the men. Hands down. This is, a, this is the same gym that Drew goes to. Um, but there's like a DJ booth, and apparently they do DJ nights when things are kicking off. Like, you're able to go in. Um, it's all designed by, like, nightclub designers. So it's all, like, like exposed brick, stainless steel. It is actually a really nice gym. What I always think is a really nice touch. 
and I, when you pay a lot of money, I mean, it makes sense, but maybe it's because I've never paid as much money for a gym before, is you get a free towel. They give you a towel. It's so important to have that towel. So important. Carrying around a towel all day, especially then if you go for like work and stuff, is, yeah, yeah. is not okay. No. Um, because your kit and stuff is already a little bit wet if you exercise enough, or apparently at this point, I just walk into the gym yeah. and the humidity is fucked. In the gym, it should be air cotton, though. No, man. Oh. Well, I pay for one of them lower gyms. <laughs> That's just around the corner, so... I get five gas <clears throat> pasts. 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 <laughs> um, I'll get some of those then, yeah. Well, the I, is, to... I was like, five for like a month or what? He goes, no, just five. And I'm like... Oh, what? Oh. Because I get like four guest passes per month. Yeah. But it's pointless. Like, it's like, well... Five in total. Five in total. Like, what happens after the five? Nothing. You should get it on repeat, but I guess should... five is a lot. I wouldn't expect five per month to take no. someone, but... I'd say five like every six months or... Well, we'll see. Maybe yeah. if this is the day that we're around, but I don't want to show off. I'll flirt with all the seals people there, and then be like, "Hey, boo, my friend's coming." Uh, you know, you don't need to scan them. Scan them in. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, it should be good. Yeah. Um, I'll sleep with a PT or something. I wish that would happen for you. <laughs> I wish it would happen to me too. That'd be amazing. And also, the PT level fitness is also goes up the more expensive the gym as well. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if that's what they look for, though. To be fair, when they're yeah. Um, how would you feel? So I've seen like some PTs who are, it talks about that fitness thing, but do you want your PT to look like the, like an Adonis kind of way or super, super sleek and like, cause there's someone, cause we've spoken about like being a certain size, but still being in shape and strong and, mm. or, you know, because like a PT doesn't necessarily need to be like any coach or trainer doesn't need to be an absolute, you know, beast at the gym as long as they can help train you and they have the understanding and are good at motivating stuff. yeah how would you what would you expect um well first thing when it comes to what happens usually when you join a gym is you usually get like an assigned like a sort of a pt and it's usually the newest in who has nobody on his books so i always <laughs> decline <laughs> and i do my research and i say i actually want this person <laughs> that's what you have to do like I'm not going to just take somebody because they've nobody on the books that's not my problem yeah um, it might be perfectly good and if they're perfectly good and the research shows that they're the right person then I won't decline I'll be like actually yeah so you say research what <laughs> information is important for you when picking said PST well because we could just remove the women from that straight women gone <laughs> female <laughs> out <laughs> I, this, this happened this happened right um, and I really offended a woman because of it <laughs> what happened was joined a gym pushed me towards this woman oh this is Cheryl Cheryl will help you out Cheryl comes up to me and she's like oh so what's your goals and what's this and I'm like hmm how do I put this delicately <laughs> I don't want I'm not I don't want you to be my PT you, what did you say to her I said I sorry I don't want you to be my PT the other day? No, this was years ago. Oh my god! But the thing is that you want to have to you you want to be able to, you're paying money. You want to be able to choose the PT. You don't you, you do don't you? You're paying for it. You don't want to just and it's not cheap. <clears throat> you don't even know why she wouldn't be able to do the job for you or not. No, I know well, that's what I'm saying. I, I mean, I made a snap judgment, but also at the same time, I wasn't going to just take her because she's the one pushed towards me. Okay. Um, it was almost like. If they, they should operate differently, they should be like, why don't you check out the PTs? We recommend this person. 
based on what you've told us. But they're saying that they hire these people, or in PT's cases, allow them to use that space yeah. based on the fact that they will have a certain calibre of personal trainer. Yeah. So arguably all of them should have the ability to train people. Well, it, you know, it comes down to what their background is, isn't it? Like if somebody has more skill than Mai Tai. And she didn't have... She didn't have that. Which Mai Tai is, is also a drink. What is it? Yeah. Mai Tai, a Cosmo. Uh, Muay Thai, isn't it? Muay Thai. I can't say that. Muay. Muay Thai. Muay, Muay Thai. Yeah, exactly what I said. So, <laughs> which was important for me, that Muay Thai experience. And she didn't have it. Okay. Fair, fair, fair enough. All the guys, but all the other guys. Every single guy <laughs> yeah. did. They were all experienced. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. But anyway, join the gym. That's about the highlight of my week. I mean, I started going to the gym, which is good. I've started cycling a lot more. That's good. Yeah. Cycling's good. I really enjoy it. I managed to do 70 push-ups every day. In a minute? Shut up. Oh. No, in 10 minutes. Within a 10 minutes band. We were doing like squats and then push-ups and stuff. And I haven't good. been able to do that in a while. Oh, combo. Like that's... We <clears> said like 70 push-ups in 10 minutes. I was like, oh, okay. But mixed with other stuff. That's pretty neat. Yeah, it was like four times 10 of different things. Oh, yeah, yeah. So that was all right. That's awesome. Well, just the fact that I could do 70 to me is a lot. Yeah. That shoulder. was a surprise. I was like, oh. yeah. Yeah. Also, just because I don't like push-ups. <laughs> exercise at all shall we jump into Agony Ash well I want to talk about relationships in general okay well in two particular things mm -hmm. because something had come up recently where I was a bit like oh this is interesting I never really thought about it at what point does it change? But I started watching Modern Family again. Yeah. And have you seen Modern Family? Uh, yeah, I watched like season four or five, I think. Oh, we had this conversation the other day yeah, yeah, because yeah, you said yeah. it gets quite bad, which I'm watching it again. And I only watched up to like season three. Like I never really watched it properly, yeah. but it's so good. It's so I'm sure there's like nine good. or 10 seasons of this. Seven, I think it says on there. Maybe that's, on, what, on Netflix. Maybe that's what they have on Netflix. Maybe, um, I just started like the first one, yeah. so, but it's so good. It's so funny. So the episode I'm on now is Gloria, who is married to Jay. Jay's older than her by like 20 years. Mm -hmm. And he's like really rich and he's got loads of money. And she takes him to Hawaii for his birthday. Oh, yeah. And then as a surprise, she pays for the whole family. Uh -huh. And then she keeps on saying like, oh, you know, I'm not made of money or I got this for you and I oh, I paid for all of the family's tickets to come. And then Jay's a bit like, and says to uh, one of the other characters, where does everyone think she gets her money from? <laughs> and I was thinking about that because like, <clears throat> I like the idea of having like someone who can provide more than I may be able to, to be fair. Although I don't know what that'd be like. At what point do you think it would change in a relationship where it's okay to be like, we are doing this or it's our money. Like, do you think that ever changes? I don't know. I mean, again, it comes down to personal comfort comfort level. I say, I would never be comfortable spending somebody else's money, unless it's like, and this sounds weird, but like, unless it's like an allowance is given to me, in the sense of, say, for example, I was with somebody rich, and I was raising our kids. I think that's slightly different at raising if you're if you're the house parent, like yeah. that's all of your money. Yeah, okay. All of it is. Yeah, fair, fair, okay. That's Not if if I'm raising your children, 
yeah. as well as like our children, and you're working, we are... Your money's my money. It has to be, because these are your kids as well. Otherwise, we do half and half or whatever it is. Or you stay home, I go to work. Exactly. Yeah. Um, sorry, I did interrupt you. But no, no, that's, yeah, I mean, yeah. you're right. I mean, it's really so different. Actually. I would feel offended if they felt the needs to give me pocket money while I'm the stay-at-home parent. Yeah. I mean, sexual favours, getting paid for sexual favours, I'd do that. I was having this conversation <laughs> the other day because, like, you know, like, I'm not the most highly sexual person and stuff like that as well, so... I've got like my own issues around that, but I wouldn't be able to do that. No, I obviously no. would not be able to do that either. <laughs> I wouldn't give, I'd be like, 50 quid, you can touch the right tip. I just wonder a situation where, like, where would I feel like, okay, we're buying a house together. Mm. <sighs> well, I mean, it's funny because, again, it comes down to specifics. You know, what? Like, how much of the house are you buying? You know, whenever me and my ex, were we weren't buying, but we we're you know he earned a lot more than me. But it was all about relative to our income, so whatever we like, we worked out the rent and all the bills, and then the difference in our paychecks and what I would put in the same percentage of my paycheck into it as he would of his. So he did pay more, but it was relative for us. I feel like that would be reasonable. I, I would I would feel like that's the solution. I think is yeah yeah, and you also then could <clears throat> equal amount of money into the the kitty for like and stuff and shit mm. um, but it's weird like it is weird how somebody gets to somebody who earns a lot more money and obviously the person who earns more money is funding a lot more and it's like we're buying a new house we get a new car we're going here on holiday and like but I don't know I mean I've never been lucky enough to be in that situation but I imagine it's okay. Personally, I know I wouldn't be able to do that. But I imagine, as somebody who earns a lot of money, they take great comfort in being able to spend the money they earn on the person they love, and it is more down to the person who earns less money and how open they are to accept it. Some people are like, "I have no qualms about you spending your money on me." Well, I'll be like, actually. I don't mind you spend money on me, but I want to also contribute. That's the thing. And I think it is relative to that. I remember when I was in a relationship before, um, he earned a lot more, but, and I was on like really like nothing at all. Yeah. And I did feel like I needed to contribute and I felt like I contributed sufficiently. Yeah. And that was not even in like money. Like I was like, okay, well I'll make sure I clean I was, we weren't even living together, but I was like, I'll clean and yeah. do things around the house and cook. <clears throat> um, when it came to holidays, it was like, you know, we had a conversation once where I was like, well, I want to stay here. And he was like, oh, I want to stay in this really expensive place. And I was like, there's no way I can do that. So I said, well, you stay in the hotel. I'll stay in the hostel. And he's like, well, that's ridiculous. And I was like, well, the only compromise is and I'll give you the money that I was going to pay for in the hostel. Yeah. And then you pay the rest of the hotel if you want me to be in there. Um, that's fair as well. Yeah. And then I thought that was fine. I think because I've, some people I know are like, I earn, you know, I earn good money and I want to be able to do nice things. So if it means having to help somebody else along the way to do those nice things, mm. that's fine. As long as I can afford it. As long as you're not getting taken for a ride as well. Well, that's it. Because I, I think there are smaller things and some bigger things. Yeah. Going on holiday isn't so, so much on my mm. mind. Someone wants to take you there. Home ownership, I think, is one of those things, which is like quite a big deal. Yeah. Um, because it's so much money. Mm. Um, 
getting I, I find it like fundamentally flawed like if you're buying gifts for someone who's the provider of the money what do you mean in modern families she booked a holiday for them to go hawaii she books for the family to go oh yeah, but yeah the yeah. money was literally coming from the person whose birthday they were celebrating oh that's weird, yeah and, and then he's like surprise you pay paid for, for us all to yeah, come yeah. here i find it i just find it really interesting because and i've not been in that situation then you know who knows maybe i will find a rich guy i almost did last year <laughs> that really work out and even then i was like oh i don't think i can um i think in in theory it's is it the right way or in practice it's not as yeah as in theory yeah. it sounds good but in practice because i was like he was like oh you didn't have to pay that i could have paid for the dinner and i was like i just need to buy one meal yeah, I do just need. I was, I was like, I just need to buy the meal, just so I feel a bit. And he's like, you literally don't need to. And I was like, but that's slightly different because he was expensing everything, wasn't he? So it, it still felt the same though to me. It, it does, but I can understand the way. But I guess again, you unless you've been on the other foot, you don't know what it feels like to be. Because I was used to date a guy at uni, and he was very rich, and he was like, "Oh, do you want to just go to Mexico for a couple of weeks?" I'm like, ah! I was like. Well, I can't because I am a student and I have to study, but also I cannot afford it because I work in a cinema for like basic wage. And he's like, "Up it up here," and I'm like, "God, no, that's tough, though, isn't it?" And then he, I, that someone just paying. He never met me. So I was like, seriously, yeah, that's it. Okay. just because you want to go to Mexico? Uh, he was a bit older than me as well. Not that much older. Like, I think it was more long lines. You, you, he's dating a student and he's a business owner who earned quite a bit of money and. Like we weren't the right fit right then. That's fair. Mm. No, I've never had someone who just said they'll pay for my everything. We'll see. Fingers crossed. But I think fundamentally, because I've got this weird. Like, I think I do like being taken care of, but I also do not. I like being independent. I think I'm like half and half. Like I choose to accept what I choose to accept. I yeah. won't accept things. That but that's a relationship, though. That's that is part of the relationship is getting to understand that other person's where you can help and support and where you just need to let them be them. Well, that's what we're trying to understand now because, like, <clears throat> I'm doing this like it's stupid stuff, even like small stuff. Like, I I said I, I just <laughs> I'm I need to make my coffee in the morning. I said just because. It fits in with that my routine in my day. So if you come, because like, one thing is I don't want it in my in the bedroom. I don't want someone bringing me a hot drink in bed. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I love that. No, I don't at all. It's my favorite part of a relationship. I feel personally offended. Why? I don't feel offended, obviously, but I'm just a bit because. So one thing I'm learning more and more, and not learning, I, lockdown has really said it is the need for structure or like a routine in my life is absolutely much stronger than I originally had anticipated or yeah. understood. I thought I was relatively routine-based, but quite adaptable. Turns out I'm really not adaptable and incredibly routine-based. <laughs> so like I need to have my coffee the way that I want it, when I want it, and you do this for a certain time in the morning. And then when it gets to like four o'clock in the afternoon or whatever I'm doing, like that's fine. Mm. But where I need a routine is where I need to keep my routine. And I'm really, really unwilling to deviate from that. And if, or not even unwilling to, as in like physically unwilling to, but if it's trying to change that, I honestly don't know what to do. And I love a routine. And I hate when people disrupt a routine. Like a routine for me every Sunday would be to. Oh, okay. So why your eyes are rolling, bitch? <laughs> would be to record the podcast. But it seems like the Sunday routine is out the window. Well, the thing is, on a Sunday, we always do it at different times. Yeah. So it's never been routine-based. 
but essentially Sunday. But so, I can't just give up my whole Sunday knowing that we're going to do the podcast either 9am, 12am, 3pm, 6am. And sometimes I forget. I literally forget that we have to record on a Sunday. Then make plans and I'm like, oh my God. I did that this Sunday with the mm-hmm. um, my tutorial because I was supposed to have a tutorial today. Then oh. he was like, oh, can I do Saturday? Couldn't do. Wednesday, Thursday? Can't do. Sunday, I was like, okay. But only in the middle of the day. <laughs> And then I was like, oh my God, I do a podcast on a Sunday in the middle of the day. And then that, and that was the end of the story. But now you get a dinner. I do. Matt is making me dinner tonight. Although, yeah, we'll see. I'm so tired. I might fall asleep. I'll have a nap. I'll have a nap. You cook dinner and wake me up when it's ready. The dinner's ready. Oh. Yeah. What is, what's for dinner? Chili con carne. Oh, with what? Rice. I don't eat rice. You don't eat any rice? No. Why? I don't like rice. And also, it makes me feel sick. Does it make you feel sick? Yeah. I can do it with a sweet potato. Sweet potatoes is perfect. Okay. Oh, and dinner's not ready. <laughs> and do you have cheese? Yeah. And sour cream? Yeah. And oh, do you want, I want it to be a surprise. <laughs> um, yeah, well, you know, let people, like, guys. I thought that about the rice, and I was like, I feel like. But you don't even, you don't like rice. Are you mad? Rice is my number one go-to starch, and I make incredible rice, and I hate the way that other people cook rice because they can't do it. I love rice. I could just eat a bowl of rice. Just, I love rice so much. Oh, I hate the texture. Oh, it's so good. the lumps of it. There won't be lumps of it because people don't make it right, and I'm going to post a video later on no, about but it. They are little lumps of shit. That's what they are. They're little face lumps of <laughs> Mauricio's. All in. That's why you don't like it. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. Do you know what it reminds me of? Oh, it feels like I have to think about it. Rice is so good. I once watched a video of a vet treating a cow for some skin problems. And they, they had to grab the cow's hind and squeeze it. And out of the hind came these little white lumps that looked like rice. That's disgusting. And that's all I can... My rice is delicious, but you will not enjoy it. I won't eat it. <laughs> so. um, but sweet potato. Sweet potatoes. Oh, I do have some sweet potatoes. That's fine. Um. All right. So I'll tell you about what's well, not. So, I've spoken about you know being in a relationship now and stuff. Blah blah blah. Yeah, she like to rub it in. One of the issues, well, it's hard work, which is one thing that I'm, you know, but one of the things that I'm trying to do more and I've been open about like therapy and stuff is being more open in general, right, with my feelings and not bottling everything up. Um. So, because in previous relationships, and and I never argued, ever. Literally never had an argument in three years of a relationship. Not one. So. But what do you mean, never argued? Like, an argument would happen and you just would back down or? I would stop talking. Okay. If I felt like something's happened, I would just stop talking. Okay. And then they'd be like, well, say something. I said, I'm I'm not going to say anything. Fair. I'm not having an argument. It's the words I'd say. Then I would sit there and screw, you know, stew mm. for a few hours or days. Stew. Sometimes screw is the right word, no? Maybe. Anyway, um, for a long time and then just bottle it up and leave it to one side inside my brain and body. And then all the little things that shouldn't annoy me do. Or it comes out in other ways like, like work or rugby or my life in general where I'm more aggressive than I need to be. Mm. You know, just not dealing with situations in general. So that being said, with my new 
way of being open and as much as possible. Hopefully it's as constructive as it can be. I can't say that it always is. I, I don't know how to deal with having arguments. Because they're happening more, like they're happening now yeah. in a relationship. And I, I feel like they should happen. Like people should have yeah. conflict within a relationship. I think there needs, no, I wouldn't say maybe conflict, but there needs to be niggles. I call conflict as an easier thing, as in conflict isn't, is like, I mean that as a, a, a good thing. Like you have conflicts at work because you need to resolve it. It's like oh, yeah, different yeah. ideas. To, to me, it shows that you care enough about each other to argue it out. But then afterwards, what, how long does like an argument last? And like, is there a point that I can be like, no, I don't want to argue anymore? I mean, when you commit to an argument, you commit to the argument. The point is, you're supposed to have an opinion on it. And, you know, if you're arguing about something, one of you said one thing or, you know, there's been a disagreement about something. Yeah. Um, either to resolve the argument and if you're in the wrong or you, they've made a better argument than you have, whatever way. Which never happens, by the way. Um, <laughs> uh, you, you have to concede and say, look, Fine, you know what, what you've said actually does make sense, and I'm sorry. I'm really struggling with that bit. That's the hardest bit, because you almost feel like sitting in your throat for so long, like you almost want to say it, but you also don't want to come across like you're wrong. Nobody likes to be admit they're wrong, and that's a big step for anyone. And it's something I do quite easily, actually, because it's taken a while, because it messed up one of my relationships. You think that you give up? I do. I'm, I, I'm very much, I can hold my hand up and say... If I'm wrong about something, I can say, okay, I, I can admit that. I, I can understand your point of view. I choose my battles wisely. I'm not going to say, but you, you've got something in your head. Right? <laughs> no, I just think we're quite similar because the issue is, right, if, if you know, if you feel that you're wrong, you can concede. The issue is knowing that you're wrong in the first place. And I'm thinking about the argument that I just had recently where I'm like, I still didn't do anything wrong. And then he's like, but can't you see how this might make me feel. And I'm like, not in the slightest. Well, I mean, that's fair. And that's also happens in arguments. And a way to overcome that one is, I've heard what you're saying, and I will adapt and do better next time. Well, we, you guys, you know, with the greatest respect, you guys are fairly new into a relationship for sure. and you need to still figure each other what the expectations are for things whether it be you know when to answer calls or when not to answer calls or when to you know message back or whatever I you know it's weird I mean if I go into specifics you have to just get the balance that works for you mm. um, and that's going to take test and learn I think sorely. and that's what the whole point is I think there's ways of doing it without having like big explosive arguments. I mean, somebody might just be very argumentative. Um, are you going to go into specifics? No. Okay. Well then, I don't know. I just think... The only reason I won't is because you'll agree with me. Oh, okay. And we can have that after this, but... It won't, it won't be balanced. <laughs> Fair. Fair. 
And so, yeah, there's no, you know, there's no point. Because you're just like, Matt, you're right. And I'm like, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I'm right. End of podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so what you're saying is don't argue, Matt. You're right all the time. End. And obviously, like, in any situation, like, it's two sides of the story and I have a part to play yeah. and all that sort of stuff. Um, one thing I'm so bad at, like, it's so bad is is saying sorry, like, like historically bad. Mm. And it takes me a couple of days mm. to really, really think about something and do it. Like, I cannot... And not only that, like I need to be, when it's something that's quite serious, which is, I guess, really uncomfortable. And I know, and I know how it can make him feel uncomfortable. I have to be quiet for like three days straight. Ugh. Right. And just like think about it while being in each other's presence. So then I'm like, I know I'm making it uncomfortable. I don't want you to go. But I also need to process whatever I'm feeling at the same time. See, if I was dating you, I'd be like, no, I'll be in your company whenever you're in good company. No, that's bullshit. No, 100%. Uh, I'm not going to sit here and feel awkward because you're in a mood. I mean, we could talk about it like adults and get it resolved, but you want three days. I'll come back to you in three days. Well, I'm not, I'm not begging. And one thing I'm not going to do is say if, you, if it's you and me, I'm not going to, if you said, look, if you're going to be in a mood, I'm going to go. Believe me, I'd be like, bye. Fine. The only problem is it'll make it worse. Well, it wouldn't make it worse. It shouldn't of course make it, it would. Well, it shouldn't make it worse. What you should say is, actually, no, let's talk this out because there's no point dragging this awkwardness out for even longer. Okay, no, but if you get to a point where you've talked as much as you can, mm. so the way that I see my feelings is like, okay, so we, ha I'm, I'm, I'm much better having these conversations. I've been open and honest, but for me to behave as normal... I tend to have like residual feelings or something. It takes me a little bit of time to get over it. Mm. And not in like a personal way. It's just for me just to be able to process, to process yeah. it right, and be normal. That is a part of how I operate specifically. Maybe others do, maybe others don't. I don't know. It just takes me a couple of days. But are they not like the worst days? Just sitting there feeling tense. It's, it's different to that. So before, when I wasn't opening up, I would sit there and be tense without having dealt with any of the issues. Yeah. This isn't the same. This is, I'm just not as bubbly as I am. I'm not in a mood, like, yeah. a, I'm not in a complete mood, where before I would just be, like, not engaging at all. Mm. I'm just, I think at my best, I can be really engaging, really bubbly, really talkative, really enjoyable to be around. Mm. The only issue with that, and I think that maybe for many people who others might see as an extrovert, although I don't think I'm an extrovert, but you know those like personalities of people? Yeah. Is you're not all like that all the time. And I'm not like that all the time. Mm. But the only difficulty is, is because if, you know, in this instance, we're learning more about each other. It's learning to deal that I'm not like that all the time, I guess. Yeah. The thing is about feelings like that is it's important to remember you can't control your feelings. Your feelings are going to happen. What you can control is how you react to those feelings. Um, I would personally say if it takes you a couple of days to work it out in your head, that's fine. I personally would be aiming to get that because I just know, maybe it's because I've had more arguments than you. Well, this is what I want to ask you because I don't have arguments, but I know that you're more than happy to engage in arguments. Yeah. I mean, if you need to. I'm not saying you incite them. I'm not saying that you are argumentative. I'm saying yeah, if there's yeah. an opportunity to have an argument. I, Which is bizarre because for me, 
I don't think anyone would think that I'm conflict averse. I'm very happy to be in conflict with someone or something and yeah. have an argument and a discussion. But for whatever reason, when it comes to like relationships and my family and stuff, mm. to be fair, work as well, or anything that I find is quite sensitive, mm. um, I will actively avoid getting involved in an argument. Or well, I roll the sleeves up. Yeah. I've had loads of arguments. I understand like the, the quicker you can get past that awkwardness, the better it is. Um, and it, I, maybe it does take practice. And whenever I used to argue with my ex, I used to sit for ages and be like, I'm going to walk in the other side of the room to work today. But yeah, a helicopter going over side, other side. Good audio. Uh, maybe it sounds bizarre, but I just haven't argued for such a long time and then having to deal with like the feelings afterwards. Mm. And then just in a relationship, like I'm like, because now I'm trying to find out, going from no arguments to relatively regular ones, I'm like, what is like a reasonable amount, you know? Joint with the fact that these are sensitive times as it is. Mm. So emotions, it's like, it's just, it's just like, it's hard to know. And there's no direct answer. You know, some people, two of my best friends who were in a relationship before, easily two, three arguments a week. Mm. I mean, they're not together now, to be fair. But uh-huh. I still believe that they could be right for each other, fundamentally. But sometimes things are just... Um, I was going to say unrecognisable, but that's not the word. I don't know. What's unreconcilable? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, do um, yeah. you know what I mean? So, yeah, that's the thing. It's just... Um, Basically, I'm just new to this argument stuff, and it's hard work. But there's a reason why I avoided it now. I remember this. I can't be asked. Reminds me of that song by the Arctic Monkeys. Hey there, Marty Bum. I don't know the next line. <laughs> <laughs> hey there, Marty Bum. You've got that... I don't know. They were good. You remember way back when? Arctic Monkeys were unreal. It's a bit different in our school, because obviously like, we didn't have a majority white people everywhere. Yeah. So it was quite mixed. Um, and even then, just being in City London, like... There's only a group of people that listens to emo. What? No. What's it called? Indie rock, I guess. Indie rock. They yeah. were the first ones, but I remember really liking them. I went to see in heaven this cover band. Oh. What were they called? They, I think they were literally called Antarctic Monkeys. Oh, really? They weren't too bad. Yeah. <laughs> um, it wasn't in heaven. That's a lie. The Skylar. Oh, okay. It was a bit weird. For yeah, yeah. It was in the Skylar King's Cross. No, Arctic Monkeys were good. Hey there, Marty Bum. Anyway, I love, I love that song. I can't remember the words, lyrics to it. But. So if you're in an argument, mm-hmm. would you... It's the bit that I'm struggling with is taking complete ownership of the bit where they'd be like, but do you not see how you are at fault in this situation? Because I feel very defensive yeah. at that time. Um, what I would say is in an argument... You do need time apart after the argument and you need to pick, well, the, the, I'm not going to talk like I'm some expert in how to manage arguments. I'll do what, I'll tell you what I do. In the heat of an argument, I would usually get to the point, close it down and be like, I'm going to just take five minutes, go sit my way, go through it all. Just learn to get my brain not on that like fuzzy, really horrible state and say, you know what? Take some ownership in the fact that this should not have been an argument. Personally, 
and that's what I, you know, and then I'll be like, I, I can, the first thing I can do is like, apologize for that. Even though it takes two people to tango, I'll apologize for my part in that argument. I couldn't figure out what to apologize for. Well, apologize yeah. for the argument. Because that's what, you know, that, that's the first step. Um, and then I think once you do that, it brings the tone down. I think what's really important with arguments or when people talk, what's really important is if they go high, you go low. Hmm. Like your voice. You want to make sure you're not losing control. So once you bring that back down and calm it down a bit, the other person is most likely going to respond the same. If they then come back at you, you'd be like, clearly you need more time. So I'm going to let you <laughs> do what you need to do. Come to me when you're ready. And that takes the only shot off me. I've done half my part. And then we'll talk through it at a civil pace. Okay. I think if there's, if there's a situation where you think you're right and they think they're right and there seems to be no middle ground, try and make a middle ground. You need to build that bridge because whatever the scenario, there'll be a compromise somewhere. Mm. Whether it be, okay, for example, uh, I'm out now with all my friends. I don't like to be on my phone. I don't like to be on my phone whenever I'm with people. So I, Unless it's like my mum calling which I've answered or, you know, something that's unusual or something's my quick, I can't talk right now, you know, mm. find out what it is. But they, that I would expect the other person to give me that space. You know, I'm a fully adult person able to make smart decisions by myself. I don't need handheld. <laughs> <laughs> you need your back back <laughs> But it is, it's like, you know, I don't want, I don't, I don't want a dad, I want a daddy. Do you know what I mean? I know what you mean. Do you know what I mean? Do you, you get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And that's the only thing, that's where I felt like I was really at fault maybe the other day because, <clears throat> and to be fair, it wasn't, it was a bit different than we couldn't find a middle ground. He was like completely being like, no, I understand my actions in this and I'm very sorry. And he's like, all I need you to say is sorry. And I was like, I cannot think of a single thing that I did wrong. Um... And then he was like, well, you know, I needed you to message at this time, whatever. And I was like, that, like, I can't. Uh, as far as I'm aware, like, I'm more than happy to not have to message. But at the time I needed to at this particular time, and I was like, I didn't read that. Plus, I was absolutely wanked. I don't even remember, like, yeah. the last four hours, which doesn't help, obviously. But that's besides the point is the fact that, like, I needed to figure out the right way of saying sorry without being condescending but yeah. still like genuine to me mm. um and i was really struggling with that because i couldn't get past myself and be like i don't understand what's going on yeah and if you try and make a compromise and not mean it it just makes it worse i think so i think yeah. you can tell and yeah, for someone yeah. like me in particular i come across like um patronizing anyway yeah, you do yeah i know and i don't even mean it and people are like why are you speaking like this and i'm like i'm not speaking to you in any way i promise and they're like there shit. you've done it <laughs> you piece of shit <sighs> It's the tone. When I speak really yeah. slowly and then I say things really and like pronounced, they're like, you're taking the piss out of me. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm not taking the piss out of you. I promise. I promise you I'm not. This is me speaking genuinely. And they're like, look, you're being condescending now. I'm like, why? I'm not. Oh, I'm just trying to get through this day. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well. I appreciate that though. And it does make sense what you're saying. Mm. 
And I am like, actually, when you say like, sorry for the argument, I am because I definitely had a part to play in that. Like, because you, you can um, dispel things. I definitely got quite defensive quite early on because I was like, I didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. And then it just caused like an argument kind of thing. Yeah, Whereas yeah. it didn't need to necessarily get to that point um, in the first place. But it's always good to argue. I think it's healthy for a couple to argue. But it's, just, it's just more than I'm used to. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which is never. Well, not that you, you just never engage. But that was unhealthy. Yeah. yeah. You never engaged. Yeah. Oh, not at all. Yeah. So this is a step forward. This is really bad you never engaged. Yeah, but that's fine. I think it takes a while to get used to an argument. I just have so many these days. I'm like, blah! <laughs> <laughs> my mom was like, I just offered you a cup of tea. I'm like, blah! blah. <laughs> you and your mom, I need to just a masterclass, isn't it? I'm just there, just sit there, like, God. Me and my mom have the greatest relationship. She has made me some hedges on Animal Crossing, which I'm going to go to her either later on and get. Do you miss your mum since you've been back? I do. I miss I miss being at home. miss my mum. Of course I miss my mum. I do. I mean, I'm glad I'm back. But yeah, I do miss, I miss being at home. You like the humidity here? I just love how hot and sweaty it is. I just love the way how my clothes stick to my man boobs. I keep getting sweat just underneath my, like, oh my boobs, God. like here. Yeah. Just the line. Yeah. And I have to, like, wipe it. Yeah, it's my little, no. my little corn tummy. Don't worry, we're going to go to the gym when our membership gets sorted out. Mm-hmm. Then we're going to exercise loads. I'm going to look ripped. I started doing that. I joined Hinge again. Why are you doing that to yourself, babes? I guess you have to go through it, innit? You have to do this thing where you go on it, get off it, get on it, because you can't just not Hinge have is it. good, though. Hinge is... The Hinge doesn't work bet. for me. No. I think... Hinge didn't work well for me. Hinge is full of hobbies. It is, but I think because of some of the racial issues within the gay young community, and it moves so slowly on Hinge. Oh, uh, yeah. That, um, because, like, you know, all the other apps are like this, yeah, that yeah. I have to, like... I had to make the most of that really quick thing while someone is still interested. But Hinge just wasn't very successful for me. It wasn't successful for me in the past either. But I think it's one of the better ones. It does look nice. It doesn't look... Grinder looks grimy. Yeah. It looks disgusting. Hinge is the nice interface. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. But... And Tinder's, Tinder's not nice anymore. Oh, I forgot about Tinder. <laughs> no, I didn't. Yes, I did. You need to get things like Chappy, I think. Ugh. I've never been on it. Oh. Have you? No. Yeah. I don't want to fall down into this hole of being on these. I want what I want is single friends. So argue a bit more, please. That I <laughs> that I can go out and have drinks with and cruise with and all my friends are in relationships and the only one that isn't, we go for the same type of guys and it always ends up in arguments. Sure, <laughs> that's the same. It is the one friend that is single. We always argue because we go for the same guy and sadly. For him. I was about to say. <laughs> you can say it. Okay. Um, well, Eduardo Lees loves getting people involved. He loves hooking people up in clubs. Plus, your goods are going out and doing that anyway, speaking to strangers. Yeah, but I, I can't just go out by myself to a club and be like, hey, I'm here by myself. It's like, you need to be there in the moment. And then you also need, like, Trisha was really good. Trisha would be really good, like, like should we just walk around and bump into people? I'm like, let's do that. I hate when you used to do that. <laughs> And he'd be like, come on, man, let's go. And then he goes, he'll just go up to someone and be like, it's his birthday today. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh, God. Give him, a kiss, give him a birthday kiss. And it actually got me two kisses. Yeah, I mean, it does, it does work. It does work. Yeah. Yeah. And he is good. He is good. Yeah, yeah. And he has no shame. Nothing. No shame yeah. whatsoever. I always, I have to work out my approach. Like, it takes me a little while to work out the It approach. took you less than 0.3 of a second to cut off me and that guy that I was going for, to be fair. So you don't have to think that 
slowly. When you say going for, like, what were you saying, like, going for in the sense of, because I didn't see you go anywhere. You stopped by the bar. I didn't have any time. All I said was, oh, that guy's fit. <laughs> Gun. Excuse me. <laughs> this, this story is just ridiculous. Let's argue it out. I don't want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I think that's the end of the episode. Yeah. I'm going to apply some of these techniques. I'm so sorry for the argument. It's I wish fine. I hadn't gotten to this point. It's fine. It's How fine. do That's I take good. the patronizing out of it? That was good. That was good. Well done. That well, was you good. know, I start acting more, so yeah, 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 yeah good. Yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a lovely and very hot week, although for some of us in the UK, it's going to be nice and stormy. It's going to be stormy here. That's what I said, UK. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah, hopefully you enjoy the sun, get some tanning or some good Factor 50. SPF. I started using Factor 4 recently. <laughs> Pretty much water. <laughs> Spat myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. anyway, have a great week, Matt. Thank you for another great episode. I hope you and Eduardino sort it out. We will. We have. We're good. Oh. It's me. I need to. He's coming for dinner in a bit. So, yeah. So we have to. So be. We've got fine. a big argument over the table. <laughs> this, <laughs> this is why I'm here. I'm being the judge in this yeah, argument. Yeah. <laughs> and actually, what do you think? I'm, like, <laughs> I'm just here for the chili con carne. If you don't stick up for me, well, how much you pay me? Okay. Have a lovely week, Ashley. <laughs> Bye, everyone. <laughs> <laughs>